1: Cast. Thank you for having me,
2: Joe. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Poznanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me,
2: Joe. You are welcome. You you know what? I I want to say this right off the top. I want to say this up front. So we have been doing this podcast for what do we say? 30 41 years, right? 41 years. 41 years. That's right. Yes. It's 41. I forgot about the first three years. And, um, there's, these things go in like phases, like, I don't know if you've noticed this, I mean, you know, like all things that last this long. Uh, and one of those phases is like those moments we will have roughly once, a, a year or so where we're like, it's time to tighten up the podcast. It's, it's, <laughs> We are we are tightening this thing up. That's it. This cause the last one we did. I mean, it was 17 hours. That was I thought that was a little long. Probably. It was like
1: two. The last one was more than two hours, right? It was. Which, it was like two is, hours and twenty minutes. Th- and th- yeah, there are, so series, yeah. there are very few movies that should be longer than two hours, <laughs> much less two dopes talking about nothing. Exactly. And so yeah, I no, mean, it's it's definitely time to tighten up. I will say uh, that you know people pay a lot of money for this, right? They pay what does <laughs> it cost right. to subscribe right. to the podcast now? It's something it's something like $169 oh. a year or something. And Which you pay quarterly. Lot. Which is it's a lot, lot of money. Yeah. And so yeah. we we try to give people their money's worth <laughs> by talking by, by really filling up the time. But even you know, too much of a good thing uh isn't you don't necessarily want that. So it, so once in a while we say right. listen we gotta really do a short and sweet one that that it still gives people their money's worth. Still, right, right. you know, every every three months when you get that bill for for forty three ninety nine, whatever right, it is, right. you you're gonna say like, is this worth it? And we still want it to be worth it, but we also recognize time is short. People have other things to do. They can't only listen to us. Uh, and so today is one of those times and we're going to tighten it up. We're just going to tighten it up a little up. bit.
2: This, this podcast is going to be 75 minutes. I'm telling you this right now, up front, even though we have not planned a single thing that we're doing on this show, it is going to be 75 minutes and wherever we are at 75 minutes.
1: We're just going to stop.
2: We're stopping. That's yeah. it. I've got a <laughs> clock on us here. I've got a clock on and this thing is going to be 75 <laughs> minutes long and right. I really think we should do this from here on in. I think that every episode should be 75 minutes long and and which is, by the way- way too long nobody should listen to no. us that's so wait, that.
1: that in itself is 35 to 50 minutes too long for this podcast <laughs> now oh. what if okay what if we do this though what if we do what if we say the 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 median uh uh is going to be 75 minutes oh. but every but every that, once in a while you're going to get like a 6 hour that's <laughs> podcast. right podcast <laughs> so you <Well>, get th- <laughs> To you'll get one that you'll get one that's six hours, and then the next week you'll get one that's like four and a half minutes or something like that.
2: Well, that's right. To be fair to us, the two hour and twenty-minute one we did was our season opener. We always we always go big on the season because you know we're giving you 98.3% effectiveness, um uh, accuracy on, right. on what's gonna happen. And, you know, look, we've got to stretch that out a little bit. Uh so uh, so I think that's fair. Uh but yeah, mostly Four and a half minutes. Really, we should do that. We should do like four six-hour podcasts a year, and the everyone, all the other ones should be like four minutes.
1: Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> and then you can you can either if you are a normal person, you can listen to the short ones, and if you're a, a masochist, <laughs> you can sign up for the six-hour version. That's and right. You got to give people options. That's what well, I'm saying. Well,
2: look for for your money, you you should have options. Yeah. That's again, sort
1: of... it is expensive. We know it's expensive to yes. subscribe to this, and so we just want to feel like we are holding up our end of the bargain cuz you're paying a lot of money to listen to us talk.
2: and, and by the way we appreciate it i mean oh, honestly completely. look right? this
1: this the money we've gotten from this podcast oh is it's gosh. putting my kids through school <laughs> it's paying for my mortgage <laughs> You know, so we're very grateful uh, for the, we have more than two and a half million subscribers. Yes. Paying $169 a year to listen to us. That's a lot of money. Do the math. It's a lot of money we're making. We actually, I don't know how many people know this, but in 2019, we actually made
2: more money than the Avengers movies. That's right. All yes. combined. All yes. combined.
1: All the and who gets the headlines? Of course the Avengers get the Every headlines. Every time. Every time. Yeah. That's all they care about. Yeah. But like secretly, if you look at like the Forbes like most valuable franchise list. <laughs> right. Right. It's uh it's Star Wars number one. Right. And then it's the podcast. <laughs> yes. And then it's the Avengers, uh the Avengers. Uh, and then world. the Bourne
2: yeah. series. It's interesting that we're, yeah. you know, we're still ahead of the Bourne series. That's that was a big rivalry. A while.
1: Yeah, that we were going back and forth. Yeah, it yes. was like they would pull ahead, and then we would pull ahead, and you know. Well,
2: ahead. and and remember when they dropped uh Matt Damon, and Matt Damon didn't want to do it anymore. That was big press. That was huge. Yeah, soared <laughs> <you just laughs> right ahead. We've already wasted five minutes of the seventy-five minutes that we're uh, going to give uh these people. Uh So, uh so let's let's go ahead. We have to start with segments, of course. That's right. we we're gonna continue our segment. So our first segment. Uh, of course, as everybody knows, is fruit talk. Fruit talk. And I have a fruit talk. My fruit talk thought this week is it's actually a continuation of a fruit talk um, feeling that I've had before, which is I believe on this podcast, I have told people that I am desperately in love with the Cosmic Crisp apple. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's wonderful. Now, I believe you've said it's a little more on the tart side for you. I don't know if you love the Cosmic Crisp. The I don't think
1: I, I, do. I don't think I love it as much as you do, but it's a good apple.
2: It's a good apple. I have not had a Cosmic Crisp in forever because you know I, I don't know if it was partly because it's seasonal, I'm sure, and partly because of the pandemic and and you know having having fewer options. But the other day, um, went to a Whole Foods. And uh, they had Cosmic Crisp apples. And I was so excited. And I just thought to myself, this is what it is to be the age that I am, that mm-hmm. that was the most exciting thing that happened to me all week. Was now, that did, you, I, th-
1: did you take it home and just get into your slippers? Oh, and, I, uh... did.
2: I did. I did. I put on my robe, my, my, you know, of course I put on my, you know, my white t-shirt with the mm-hmm. with the sleeve you know sure. and uh, and and my my underwear that they show on television all the time sort of those mm-hmm. baggy underwear sure. and then I put on my robe uh, got a pipe and uh and and put on my slippers got into a recliner with right. my cosmic crisp apple Oh, it was the best. Throw on, on your
1: reading glasses and and read a <laughs> read a master and commander novel.
2: <laughs> I did by candlelight. Had a candle, uh, right. just going. I don't you even a, know why.
1: He had an old timey sleeping cap on, right, <laughs> with <laughs> the giant the tassel that flops over to the side. I yeah. did and <laughs> with then, a little. And then tassel. when it was time for bed, you went. You picked up the candle that was in the little silver platter tray thing, right? And you right. carried it to your bed and you. <laughs> You put the candle next to your bed and then you, you blew out the candle and then yes. you just curled up and went to sleep. And the
2: whole room went dark. That was exactly how it went. The whole room <laughs> yeah. went dark.
1: Well, because then... you don't have electricity in your home. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: that was great. And all of it possible because of the Cosmic Crisp Apple. So that was uh, that was great. That I have a fruit
1: really talk uh, topic as well, which is, you know, I, I love making myself smoothies. Of uh, course, my, my favorite thing. Uh, for breakfast. You put is, some is, weird stuff in your smoothies. I do, I, I'm, a, I'm a, like a mad scientist. I, I, I create concoctions uh, that are different every time. I'm, I'm in search of the perfect smoothie. So right. my wife bought, uh, when she went shopping the other day, she found these um, frozen like acai berry sort of Ooh. like, like envelopes right. that are, uh, that are for smoothies. And let me tell you something, Joe, these yeah. things are the best. They are so good. Oh, wow. First of all, acai berry is like a superfood. It's it's delicious. excellent. It's delicious for you, but it's also excellent. It's dense, densely nutritious. Right. So I put one of these frozen uh, acai like sleeves into the smoothie as like the the main the main frozen thing in the smoothie. You add a little right. fresh fruit, you add the you add a banana, you add some blueberries, you add some strawberries, you add a you add a handful of nuts in there, like a yeah. handful of cashews, some spinach. This thing, the 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 key with the frozen acai sleeve is that it uh, uh, alleviates the need for ice cubes in well, your smoothie. Cause, you. Yeah, because you don't—it you, it makes it cold and provides this incredible taste. I'm in love with these things, and they're not cheap, man. Like, four of them is, like, <laughs> $90 or something. <laughs> they're so expensive, but— uh that it has revolutionized my smoothie game and i i may be behind the curve here people probably have known about this for years the technology has existed for some time to freeze uh, acai berry (laughs) but i'm just so pleased with it and now the only problem is that you buy them in packs of four yeah so like you know bad number yeah we we bought them uh, uh on sunday it's Wednesday. They're gone. I gotta go get more of them now. Uh, that's the only problem with them. But I, I just, I couldn't be happier with what this has done for my smoothie game.
2: I love this. I love this. First of all, I'm a big acai. That we have an acai bowl place near our house. Oh, the best. Oh, oh the oh. best. And it's like a, it's like a food truck acai bowl. Oh my gosh! Great. It's, it's and amazing. and you
1: you put you put a little so the, you you make this like. My we used to call it the ice storm because it's like you get this frozen slurry of acai yes. and fruit and stuff, and then they oh. put a little, so they put some coconut flakes on there, yes. and they yes. put a little granola in it granola. to give it a little crunch. Oh man, oh man, it is the best breakfast. It is so delicious, delicious, and it it it's got you know I think um I I could be wrong here, but I think you know six six ounces of acai smoothie bowl has something like. Two hundred thousand calories, and, and and like
2: five thousand grams of sugar. That's yeah, the thing that's yeah. so great. It's like and, it's just okay, sugar.
1: And acai berry is also, I think, very high in fat, which yeah. is but but it's the good kind of fat. It's like avocado fat or something. So that's right. It's good fat. It's it's a healthier fat. But so it's like you can you eat one of these things and you're full. For a week and a half, Uh, which is part of what makes it a great uh, breakfast food is because you just sail right through lunch. Like you have a little tiny snack for lunch and you're good until dinner.
2: Oh, the best. I'm telling you what, you know, to conclude the greatest food, fruit talk we've ever done. I've got to say, by the way, yeah, uh, to conclude it, um, an acai bowl and one slice of almond butter toast. Mm. So, I mean, honestly, that's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know what, you know, I I I try not to think about I'm I'm very anti death penalty, I can say that, but death roll meal, that would be my death roll meal right I there. I
1: think um I think given how good this fruit talk has gone, now would be a good time to announce, sadly that we're raising the price for <laughs> subscription to the podcast it's going from 169 a month to 189 a, uh, a year sorry yeah, it's now 180 I it's going to be one starting starting on june 1st is going to be 189 we're raising it 20 we
2: have to we have to I yeah mean, well you expenses. can't
1: you can't get first of all the expenses are enormous and second of all like i for example this microphone i'm talking into you might remember i bought four years ago and i'm still paying it off um, but also, right. uh, we just know that you can't get content like this anywhere else, oh, and so no. it's it's a basic supply and demand situation. You know, we know you're going to keep paying, and so right. we're going to raise the price because we need. You know, we I need a boat. I got to get a boat.
2: <laughs> we look. We we. I mean, you you hate to be this way, but we have you. I mean, yeah, what, what got gotcha. you. Where else are you going to get this? You're where not, else? There's, there's,
1: gonna there's gonna no. This? There's nowhere else on the internet that you can get to guys with our level of enthusiasm talking about acai bowls
2: <laughs> all right it's time for the NBA, check-in.
0: NBA, NBA, it's the nba
2: check-in i i've got an nba check-in so i don't know if you if you brought something with you for the nba check-in because i basically want to just throw out Something to you on the NBA check-in, and have you have you respond to it? Okay. Uh, but but did you bring something with you to the NBA uh, check-in I, I,
1: this week? I have a couple of things I could talk about, but uh, but I'll let you go first.
2: I want you to talk about this Brooklyn team. I, I I find myself utterly like they are to me the most fascinating, ridiculous, wonderful, terrible team I in memory for me. Uh, yeah, they it's they're 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 whacked out. I can I mean, we all know the crazy, you know, you got the James Harden thing, you got the whole Kyrie Irving thing. You got you got Kevin Durant like insulting people on Twitter and then scoring 50. I mean, you've got like like this team is insane. I love them and they play in Brooklyn. Nobody even remembers that like everything about this team has me utterly gripped. I am totally gripped by this
1: team. It, it's it's no question the the nba story of the decade oh my god i think right like, <laughs> yes. like I, don't, I don't i mean since since the gogo warriors first burst onto the scene there's never right. been a team that's as fascinating on the court and off the court yes. and you're right it's like durant picks a fight with michael rapaport on twitter <laughs> and then just drops like 38 well com- comes back after not playing for for 25 games and, right. and and hits his first five shots. Yeah, it just makes just, everything. Just absolutely destroys everybody who's around him cuz he's unstoppable and unguardable. <laughs> and then and James Harden has gone from a guy who launched 15 threes a game to a guy who essentially only passes the ball. <laughs> uh Kyrie who's the still probably the best finisher at the rim of anyone yes. in the league not named Zion Williamson. Right. Uh it, who who is himself when he decides to be unstoppable he has he is a a fascinating person who is going through a lot of turmoil in his own life and has i think a very sort of sensitive antenna for social justice and for the for things that are happening in the world and so you know when there's yet another uh like police killing of a black man he just is like i'm not playing tonight and everyone's like that's fine that's fine you don't it's it's cool man do your thing And um, and which is, by the way, to me, is a very admirable quality in a person like he has the he has the attitude of like, I don't care enough about anything outside of social justice to to like to like just do my what like to do the thing I'm supposed to do in quotes when I when I feel this way. So I'm not going to do it. And the the team is kind of fine with it. And it's like
2: the closest basketball thing that we have. To Miles Davis, like a jazz, like he's an artist, and it's sort of like you know, yeah. uh, There's bad stuff happening in the world, man. I'm not playing.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to play. And they're like, okay, fine. fine. And and what is what is wild about the team is that they're so good, and and the guys surrounding them are so good that they they have three of the whatever, say, ten best players in the league. And they only really usually play with one of them, and they still beat everybody. (laughs) They do. And it's it's like on on the court, they're inevitable and unstoppable in like 50 different ways. Like when it's just Harden, Harden is such a good passer and such a genius that he makes Joe Harris and, uh, and all these other guys right. into into these into, into like superstars. 75% true shooting superstars. And then when Kyrie plays, it's like, well, Kyrie can just at any moment take the ball and destroy, like just dismantle offenses uh in a in a in a shocking way. Like he can drill 30 foot threes or he can just dribble through people and finish at the rim in like a hundred different ways. He can do whatever he wants, and then then Durant shows up, and he's an alien who is 100 feet tall and can <laughs> shoot from anywhere on the court. The only question in, that I have about that team is, like, what happens when all three of them do play together? Because they well, haven't all that. year. Yeah, and there is, like, they, they might have to just, like, bench some of them on, a, like, you know, the way that you're like, well, we have to keep... You know, two of these guys in the on the floor at all times. Maybe they can't. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it has to be like this is Durant's version of the team, this is Kyrie's version of the team, and this is Harden's version of the team, and and there the the three shall meet or something. Well, it is, they but one. they they are just they are utterly they are must see TV every time they play. Every it, it time is, you They're, have to watch them.
2: They had a game the other day where it was Harden and Irving, and I don't believe there was no Durant in that game and it was Harden and Irving started and Harden got hurt like a minute in the game like 2 minutes into the game he like it was like something with his hamstring
1: or whatever yeah hurt his hamstring yeah right. I think, yeah
2: and and then Kyrie was like okay well now i'm the greatest player in the world and and that was it and that was literally and that's the thing that any of those three guys can do is it's it's you know it's it really does feel to me and maybe you know i keep thinking of this jazz analogy it does feel to me like each of those guys is just waiting for their solo. Like, I don't know how they play together yeah. uh, at all, but any one of them is good enough to, like, make that team, well, certainly win the East, I believe, Um, and and probably win it all, depending on whether or not uh, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis ever really come back. I mean, I, I don't really know. The West is so scary. I don't know how good Utah is. I don't know how good Phoenix is. I mean, they're great, but I don't know how good, like, in that setting they are but like any of those three guys is good enough and you put all three together. I don't know. Is it like some weird thing where it's like they're too good and, and it doesn't work. I I don't know. It's so strange.
1: Yeah. Anything is possible. Um, between and including a first round exit to the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> and a 4 a four 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 sweep of the right. NBA Finals, like a, it it is it is truly wild. Um, I, I the, the NBA is so weird and has been so weird since the pandemic started, and and this is they are the weirdest thing about yes. the 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 NBA right now, and, and weird in a good and bad way. Where like it there everyone is sort of you get the sense that everyone is like going about their business and playing their games but like out of this corner of their eye they're just watching the nets to see what happens like just I was like what's like are you gonna is are we should we stop do you just want to win this or do or should we keep going like there's just this weird they are this insane juggernaut that is these either going to tear the entire league apart uh and and win easily or implode and and it's unclear which which one of those paths they're going down i it's just it is I would utterly say it's utterly fascinating
2: yeah i would say it's not only unclear i would say it's like 50-50 like i mean it's it's really truly like you you have to you could not guess one way or the other with any confidence at all yeah you know yeah it oh. is
1: bizarre the the only team in the east i think that could beat them is is philadelphia because when philadelphia philadelphia well, when they're is, healthy I mean, yeah it's it it,
2: healthy i mean basically that's what
1: it is that, that's the whole that's the whole thing right obviously but also they are sort of the opposite of brooklyn where they're th- when they're playing well it is when all their guys are healthy and they're all on the floor yes that's when they're a, they're a machine that's when they they seem to click like when ben simmons decides to be ben simmons and is just he's Next to Kyrie, the best finisher at the right? rim, I think, yeah, or Zion. It's those three guys. They're just
2: they're different. I mean, that's his, the thing. It's like you talk yeah. Zion, is his own category. As a yeah, finisher, right. You know? um,
1: but he's an incredible passer. He runs that offense incredibly well. He is he is the uh, the best on ball defender I think I've ever seen in my life. Like I, <laughs> he is impenetrable as a True. defender. And then Embiid is just this kind. Embiid does this thing that makes me laugh so hard, which is (laughs) he gets the ball in the low post and then he just turns around and faces the guy who's defending him and just stares at him for like five seconds. And then he just jumps up and hits like a 17 footer and he makes it every time. (laughs) It's like he doesn't, he has a bunch of moves. He has a bunch of uh, Hakeem Olajuwon type post moves he can do. But his favorite move is to get the ball somewhere in the block, turn around, wait a second, and then just jump up and shoot because he's taller than whoever's guarding him. and it's it's so disrespectful. It's like it's the most disrespectful thing in the league is he just looks at the guy for a second and then just goes, boop and just shoots over him. it is it's so funny. That guy, i I really hate that guy because he's such a troll. and he is so good at getting under the skin of whoever's playing him. He's constantly getting guys teed up. Oh, yeah. He's also in his, at his worst. He's basically a seven-foot James Harden from the Rockets era, where he, all he does is just move toward the basket, jump up, and get fouled, and he shoots a hundred free throws a game. They, the, oh, yeah. f- they, the Sixers had a game against the Celtics a little while ago, where I believe Embiid being shot more free throws than the entire Celtics team over the course <laughs> of the game. But that that team with now that they have they have like they have the Seth Currys and the and uh, the you know they have the three-point specialists. And they have Ben Simmons, and they have Embiid, and they really feel, in classic Daryl Morey fashion, they feel like okay, we have a we have a thing we do, like we are we are yeah. a cohesive, uh, holistic unit, which is the exact opposite of the sort of like anything goes Brooklyn Nets. So I mean, that's in all likelihood that's your final, that's your Eastern Conference final, and, and, and what that a final that's going to be,
2: man! Watch television, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really there will be. There will be literally. Every minute of that series will be utterly fascinating and unpredictable. And, yeah. and I mean, because honestly, that could be the Nets could destroy them or or Philly could destroy them. I mean, that's literally that series could go And,
1: and everything in between. And everything like a, in between. And, yeah. Right. I mean yeah. it could
2: go with seven games where every game is decided by one point. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I gotta tell you, uh, I get and, and this is weird because I'm not usually like, I hated – like, I was one of – like, everybody hated Bill Amber I hated Bill Amber Everybody hated, you know, Kevin McHale. I hated Kevin McHale. Right. You know, like, the people that, like, the, that everybody can't stand, I get the biggest kick out of Embiid. I don't know why. I just <laughs> – I do. I just get the he's biggest amazing. kick out He's amazing. Well, he's an amazing player, but I just get this – like, every, every part of him is like – it's like I have to score with disdain. Like, every shot is with such, like, yeah – you're not very good actually, and yeah, and, and I'm way better than you and it just... he,
1: like he wants to embarrass you like <laughs> he does, <you> know? <laughs> but he also like it is really funny how um how like there's a there's a real uh he just is like a social media troll yes. come to life right where he where like he's <laughs> on the court, he's constantly. Just whatever he's doing, it drives people up the wall, yeah. and they are constantly furious, and they're getting, and they're constantly, and then he'll he'll look at the refs and gesture to the to the whoever's upset, and and make he he'll actually make the the technical foul oh, tee yeah. with his hands, and <laughs> be like, come on, you got to do it, and it works. Like the, then the refs will like tee the guy up. He, he's he is a uh, he is. There's never been anyone like him. It's no, so, I, I love that that look.
2: Yeah, that look he gives the official is always the man. Can you believe this guy? Like, yeah, like the the,
1: cock, the sort of cocked head. Like, really, you were doing this?
2: It's, it really is like the guy. In the in the NFL who throws the first punch and then the other guy gets the penalty and he's like whoa! you know he falls down when he <laughs> yeah,
1: he, he, gets he holds hands his, on the holds his and... arms out like are you seeing this <laughs> do you see what's happening how dare how dare this person do that?
2: how dare this person exactly <laughs> all right you know what best ever and you know I think we need to raise the price again that was yeah the best let's go ever.
1: we're going to two, 209 a year it's another 20 dollars 20 bucks
2: I think that's look people can afford that that's fine
1: 209 is, is well you fine. again where ideal I dare you to find this content somewhere else. If you don't think you should pay, then I dare you to to go. Yeah, sure. You can find Fruit Talk and, and Joel and Bead Talk this good somewhere else on the internet, then God bless. Go go find
0: exactly. it. Exactly,
2: go find it. Go find it. That's that's what we always say.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of its 75th anniversary season. That's Game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond, from iconic plays and arenas to the impact players have in the community. That's the NBA. That's Game. Like in the NBA Finals when the Bucks had their backs against the wall. Drew Holiday steals the ball, pushes the break, alley-oop to Giannis for an iconic slam, seals game five and the eventual title. That's the NBA. That's Game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login (laughs) for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
2: All right. Next segment is, uh, oh, science appreciation. Science appreciation. Celebration. You know, I got to tell you, my science appreciation just stays right where it is. I I am getting my my oldest daughter got the uh, second vaccine shot yesterday. I'm getting uh, mine along with the rest of my family next week. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, are you feeling things opening up? I mean, you, you are you seeing it out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, L.A. is doing very well right now, knock yeah. on wood. California, there's been a recent sort of small uptick, but the, the positive rate is still like 1% statewide. Um, and, in, and in L.A. County, we're down, you know, we, we're, we, we've gone through two tiers. Uh, we're two tiers better than we were like even a month ago. Like it's happening pretty quickly. The, the governor announced that the entire state is planning to open up officially on June 15th barring uh, some kind of you know uh, backslide or whatever. So yeah, like I I I mean it feels it feels like people are now you run into people on the street and they'll say like uh, like when I walk my dog they'll say like hey, just so you, like they're not wearing a mask. It'll be at night and there's no one around. Right. And they won't be wearing a mask. They'll go hey, just so you know, like I'm I'm fully vaccinated. And you know, so there there is this like the there, there are more and more people who are uh, feeling safer uh and and are and even the and I have to say the the nice thing is when you you know when you go out and it's not late at night when and there are people around everyone's wearing masks, yep. and you know that most of those people are vaccinated and they're still wearing masks and like which is what they should be doing, yes, so i it feels at least out here like people are like everyone the, the you know i think something like forty percent of the state is now has gotten at least one shot, which is great, uh but people are still kind of taking seriously the the, uh, the precautions and the and the you know the guidelines and everything well, else so it feels it feels i mean obviously every day feels a little better than the day before and it's yeah. been that way for a couple months now
2: well the thing that strikes me so so we went to get my daughter's uh, second vaccine my oldest daughter uh so now i have been to three different uh vaccinations with i was i went with her to both of hers and then of course our own and i got to tell you so three for 3 we got the cheeriest people who who were who were uh administering these vaccines. Super duper cheery people. And I'm wondering, I you just how is that possible, right? I mean like these people are are every day just people flooding in, they're giving shots, you know, and then people handle those shots differently. And and of course everybody's you know who's going to get vaccinated is 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 happy and 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 very much looking forward to it but you know this is a real grind i mean that's a grind of a job to to be administering these vaccines and yet absolutely delightful just delightfully just not not just delightful in the sense of you know there were you know my my daughter is afraid of shots and the way they treated her and they helped her and and pulled her through and all this but just almost like I'm a part of something, you know, bigger than myself kind of thing. I I just it it just to me felt so inspiring.
1: Well, I mean if your job were to save the world. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you'd got to do that hundreds or thousands of times a day. Yeah. I think you would you would I mean it's been the the worst year in in modern memory for right. everyone in the healthcare industry and uh, every nurse and every doctor and every hospital worker and every frontline worker and every EMT and now this is the this is the good part. This is the part where it's yeah. like now, just every single day, it's like I am going to prevent some number of dozens or hundreds of people from getting this terrible thing. That must be that must feel so good. It must yeah. be amazing. It must I- be like a a, a a a minute by minute joy for people to administer these shots and know what know that they are literally where the rubber is meeting the road, where science and research and and uh, and and the miracle of modern technology is is like help is like actively literally physically helping the world to get back to normal. I mean I would feel amazing if i if I were in that position. I,
2: I think that's true, but you know, look, let's be honest, you talk about people who are out there saving the world and being uh you know being joyful about this. look at Batman, you know <laughs> just grim just grim he's out there. he's out there helping the well, world, saving the world, I guess grim every well, time no matter I mean, what look, happens.
1: I, I, if we could get some insight and I hope this happens someday, if we could get some insight into Batman's origin story, none of these movies you know they release a new movie every year and you never know what happened to this guy, <laughs> what happened to him that made him this way. Right, because right. I just I, then maybe I would have some ability to sort of understand his modern day uh, doings. But they never get into that. They never explain that. They never explain <laughs> what happened to Spider-Man, how he became Spider-Man. You would never, you know, there's what have there been eleven Spider-Man movies right? in the last t- t- ten years? You never, like, not once do they say like, "Hey, we're going to tell you what, how this, how this guy came to be this way." And it's infuriating. And I just wish we, if m- maybe we'd be able to explain the difference between Batman's outlook on the world and like a and a and a vaccine giver's outlook on the world if we had any understanding of. What happened to him that caused him to lead this life of vigilante justice?
2: It's a great point. I mean, look, that's the ABCs of storytelling, isn't it? I mean, tell me. Tell me. All right. How did this guy decide to become batman right like what happened
1: to him was when he was a kid what happened to him like was he you know was his dad mean to him right was there a bully in his school or just something just anything they they just i just wish someday in one of these dozens of batman movies (laughs) i just hope some screenwriter decides to explain what 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 happened to him to cause him to lead this life you know give
2: us like a couple of minutes that's all look we're not asking for a lot right
1: no just a quick little (laughs) flashback you know like he's a kid and he's walking to school and a bully picks on him and he's like you know what someday i'm gonna put on a rubber suit and and fight for justice
2: (laughs) exactly He's in the mall and he and and somebody knocks the drink out of his hand, right? Like yeah, he,
1: yeah, something like that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and he's like, oh, and
2: he just, you know, he decides to become this this uh, this character. I, it's yeah. it's Spider Man is weirder though, because I mean, like that guy's got like powers. How did he get those?
1: No idea. No one. They've never explained it. I just want them to explain it once, and then I'll be and then I can relax. It's now. I sh- it should be noted, you know, I've seen every Batman movie and I've seen every Spider Man movie, but. Right? Every single time I've gone I have uh had to wait in a long line for snacks and I've missed like the first <laughs> 7 minutes of those movies. So I suppose it's possible that they have actually spent I've just uh, never seen it, but, but seen I don't them. think so. I don't think no, so. No,
2: I've seen them and 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 honestly, I I don't remember yeah. if there was, I mean if there was any explanation about these guys. I mean,
1: mm.
2: you know, it it just seems to me like look, I they explained Forrest Gump. I mean, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just—it's just frustrating. It's just if you're—if you're listening, Hollywood screenwriters, give us—give us some origin story there. Give us some backstory.
2: Something. Give us something. All right, there you go. Best ever science appreciation. uh, Two twenty-nine a year.
1: Two twenty-nine a year starting. Two twenty-nine a year. Where
2: else are you going to get this sort of insight into comic books (laughs) like this? All right, we're going to talk a little baseball here. We're going to have our draft in a little bit, which uh, which is somewhat related to baseball. But, you know, the season, uh, as, as we know, we, we've already told you what's going to happen at the end. But, you know, it's really interesting to watch what's been going on uh, during, the, uh, during the early things. So I've got a couple of thoughts about the first uh, week, week and a half of the season, uh, about things that have already blown my mind. But I want you to start because you and I, we text pretty much with Brandon every night. What has been blowing your mind about baseball so far?
1: Uh, I mean, a lot of things. Um, yes. You you brought up uh, Detroit Tigers sensation. Oh. A- Akil Badu. Is that I how you pronounce it. his name? Akeel? I think
2: it's Akil Badu. I believe it's Akil
1: Badu. Akil Badu is. Oh, we should, <laughs> by the way, in this podcast, we should choose our podcast player of the year which we we can which
2: which we have gotten numerous nominations for
1: okay that's Uh, good so so, we'll run those down in a second akil badu is is like a is a a wonderful story um my beloved boston red sox getting swept at home by the orioles (laughs) and then winning seventh straight is also very weird like they may be I mean, it's ten games. It's way too early to say this, but they may be slightly better than yeah. I thought. I thought they were going to win seventy eight games. Maybe they're going to win eighty five games, which might mean they're in, you know, they're in contention for a wild card spot in September. That would be a huge win. Let me say this about the Red Sox, uh, and then we can move off them because I know that. From the from the thousands of fan letters we get, I know that uh, some of you, not all of you, but some of you think that there's too much Red Sox talk on the podcast. Yeah, a few um, people. I,
2: I, not many, though. But yeah, not many, but that.
1: a few. But uh, here's why. So Alex Cora is managing the team again. And, um, you know, there's a lot of debate going back to the Moneyball era and the Art Howe got the job because he looks like a manager uh, about the, about how effective or how important managers can be uh, right. in baseball. So the, this is, here's one anecdote, take it or leave it. Right. So the Red Sox have a, a very young player who's a first baser named Bobby Dahlbeck and he's a, he's a highly, he's one of their highest, uh, touted prospects and he's got a big bat and he had a great spring. He hit a ton of homers in spring and he was like, okay, you're starting. You're, you're in the lineup. This is, this is a, we're, we're going with this youth movement. And he's he got off to a rocky start as as twenty three year olds or twenty two year olds often do. Um, he's but actually twenty six, by the way. I just want to. Know he, oh, that's that. right. He is older. He is older. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's been in the minors for a while. One, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the but so but his first year really. Uh, it's in his first the starting year. It's a, he's a, he's yeah. a
2: rookie. No, no, he's a rookie.
1: So he so he's scuffling at the plate, and you know he he had a monster spring, and then he's scuffling in actual games. So he has an at bat the other day where he hits the ball the other way. Uh, a rocket. In fact, it registered on MLB barrel alert as a barrel, Yeah. Um, but they're playing in Minnesota and it's 12 degrees below zero and snowing <laughs> and the ball dies at the warning track. And so he goes into the dugout and there's a shot of Alex Cora talking to him about the at bat. And then the next two times he came up, he had the two best at bats of his year by far. And in, and both of them ended with him lacing doubles the other way down the right field line, like hard hit line drive doubles. And Jerry Remy uh, was all over this. And he was like, this is why coaching matters because he made a good out. Like he hit a ball hard the other way. And then Cora talked to him and who knows what he said. He might've just said like, Hey, good at bat or something. But I think he was like, that's, he was like praising the approach. And the next two times the guy came up, he didn't try to pull those balls uh, and ground out weekly to short or second. He went the other way again and got and and had two doubles to show for it, including a uh, one of them that drove in the eventual, I think, the eventual game winning run. And, you know, Alex Cora, obviously is a figure of great controversy these days because of his association with the astros and and also with the Red Sox and whether or not there was something untoward going on with the Red Sox. But I do believe that Alex Cora is a really good coach. Like I think he's a really good manager, and I think he really does stuff like that. There was that story we talked about years ago about about Mookie, where about he, when Mookie he Pants. came over to the Red Sox, he was like, "Hey, here's how we pitched you. We knew you were going to take that first pitch, and so we just threw a fastball right down the middle, and you took it every time, and you were behind in every count. So be more aggressive and start swinging at that first look. Look first pitch fastball and and swing at it." And Mookie won the MVP and they won the World Series. And so I, I, I say all this just to say, I, I think that in the right circumstances, there are managers who like actually manage and do what they're supposed to do. And and that it, there is a tangible difference. Now, is the seven and three Red Sox start as opposed to last year's miserable 60 game season, is this indicative of anything? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's too early. But I will also say that last night, uh, Tony Russa, who is uh, who's who is 91 and still managing in the majors <laughs> because uh, Jerry Reinsdorf uh, felt like he made a mistake not hiring him years ago. Uh, Lucas Giolito and Shane Bieber were locked in this incredible pitching duel, one of the best games of the year so far. Yes. Nothing, nothing after seven innings. Giolito has eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Bieber has 10 or 11. Uh, they've each given up you know one or two hits or whatever. Giolito's thrown 96 pitches or something or 98 pitches. Larusa brings him out for the eighth, and it was just so. It was immediately so stupid, and everyone could see how stupid it was. Like he's thrown a hundred pitches. It's his third start of the year. Like, what are you doing? Don't bring this guy out for the eighth. But it's like it's this classic Tony Larusa old school. He's my guy. He deserves to be out there. No, he does, he's tired, and it's <laughs> it's April. And what are you doing? Like, you need this guy in October. Man, don't don't risk this. And of course, Lito walks the leadoff guy and has to get taken out of then the game. he pulls him. Yeah. And he pulls him, and it's like, and then the, the, luckily for him, the the White Sox won the game. But I just I I feel like in the margins of these games, if you watch closely, you can see these moments when managers do good things and managers do bad things instead of just staring off into the middle distance the way Art Howe used to, which is why <laughs> Billy Bean loved him so much.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i i I totally agree. i look i th- we we could talk about Larusi here in a minute. um i I think managers are more important than we give them credit for because we're talking about the moves they make in games. and the moves they make in games, you know there are there are good moves, there are bad moves, but most moves are. They might work. They might not. You know, I mean, we're just we're dealing with very much the, the margins, uh, very, very tiny percentage difference in in win, per you know, win probability between this move and that move. And, you know, when you're when you're dealing with that small amount and, and especially it's it's one game. Yeah. All right. I mean, you, you want to give your team the best chance to win. But but, you know, I don't know that you're going to out strategize anybody, but this idea of and i think Alex Cora is very good at it uh, this idea of you know being not only being there to to sort of help players through tough times or to 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 keep them going but this i don't know this feeling that they're paying attention you know that they're that they're out there i mean i remember talking to a couple of players about a manager who i will not name and they were like you know I, he's not relevant to my life as a player. I, 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 you know, he's there and I know he's there and I guess I see him quoted in the paper and, you know, but, and sometimes he'll talk to me, but like, he doesn't have any real impact on my life. And I think a lot of Hmm. managers are like that. And, uh, you know, Brandon has told us that a lot of times the manager is like, uh, you know, he's just, it's, it's fine. He's just there. And, and by the way, you see this a lot when a manager gets fired in the middle of the year and the players are like, well, it wasn't his fault. It was our fault, but they don't really like feel like anything is going to dramatically change. You know, they're just kind of like, all right, well, you know, I guess we have a new guy now. Um, I think Cora's not like that. I think, I think everybody sort of Cora, like really sort of, and, and I think there are guys like that. Frank Kona does this to, to, to better and worse. Joe Madden does this. La Russa probably does this. Uh, it is. They are. They are absolutely imposing their own feelings about the game, their own you know philosophies, uh, their own personalities on their teams, and I I think it matters over 162 yeah. games. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I think Dusty Baker does that to some extent, right? Because he's I, like, I do. He's yep. like my. These are my guys, and he he's like he he is a he and Larus are sort of well. Maybe not the same, but Dusty Baker, the reason Dusty Baker I think was the right guy to manage this Astros team is because he's just like these are my warriors, and I'm going to defend them at all costs and let them. Right. he said like uh, he's just like got their backs a hundred percent in all matters, and that leads to like very bad decisions, like leaving <laughs> pitchers in, in, to throw hundred and fifty pitches or whatever, and ruining Kerry right. Woods' arm and stuff like that. But I maybe in the within the turmoil of that team the thing that was needed was a guy who's just like I love you guys you're my warriors get well, out there. Well, especially yeah,
2: the world's against us but I'm with you, you know. I mean that uh, yeah. for the Astros, that's why it's perfect. The other thing about him that's that I think is separate is he's just a likable guy. I mean, he tells stories, you know, like the like if you're a player who's interested in baseball, this guy can tell you, you know, about about being on deck when Hank Aaron hit the home run and right. and you know, I mean he's just, you know, what it was like to face Bob Gibson and and he's he's super entertaining. So I think Francona's like that. I think Francona's generally uh, and genuinely a nice guy, and I think that yeah. that comes across, and and people like that. I think Madden's a nice guy. Madden is just a kook. That's the difference <laughs> with Madden, right? He's just a kook because you never know when he's going to like march an elephant on the field or something. But but he's but he's a nice guy. And so anyway, I think that they're that the Art House are sort of like what what is what is his purpose it's just like he's it's to to stand there and look out on the field that's it yep. he's, you know that's the job and uh and so it's different so i want to get back to the player of the of the uh the podcast player of the week um the uh and by the way we we have a, a quick update there that, that i'm going to fill you in on in a minute New, breaking news on the podcast Ooh. I know it's exciting first
1: first time ever It's the
2: first time ever we got breaking (laughs) news and by the way it won't be breaking news to you by the time you hear this by the time you hear this it'll be old news but that's okay it's breaking news for us um the nominees uh that I have heard from of course everybody thinks we should go with Akil Badu and his story is wonderful and crazy he was a rule five pick by the by the tigers the twins just kind of gave up on him but but not really for any reason it's only cuz he hasn't played in like 2 years cuz he was hurt and then no minor leaguers played last year and and he's wonderful he's just a wonderful but the maybe maybe the leader in the clubhouse is uh, Chicago White Sox on your mean mercedes right i mean i yeah. it's it's awfully hard not to go with your mean it does isn't it
1: yeah, it is. I mean, for a lot of reasons. One of them is how he looks, which is wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just he, a designated hitter
2: that looks like an old catcher, right?
1: Yeah. He's he's um, <laughs> let's see. He's listed at 5'11", <laughs> So he's and really five nine two seventy. I think right? he's five nine two seventy. Yeah, uh, but he he is he is almost um, been just as a hitter. He's almost worth an entire win by himself <laughs> by himself through, through whatever it is thirty three at bats. Like that he like it is a it is a who knows whether he keeps it up. But he's currently leading the league in both batting average at four eighty five and OBP at five forty one. <laughs> he's slugging seven fifty eight he he's he's 16 for his first 33 That's uh amazing. and he's 28 years old like this is not a guy who um this is not a phenom this is a guy who no
2: it's a guy who played an independent ball like like four years ago as yeah. he was playing in white sands for crying out loud
1: yeah he he's definitely he's definitely up there i mean I, what who are the other uh who are the other contenders
2: well you know the look one contender is a guy that we have considered before uh for, for the podcast, and he might be too good <clears throat> at this point, but, but we have to consider Nicholas Castellanos for, yeah. for the basic notion that no player in baseball. He, okay, let's put it this way. He has led the league in outs made on barrels. So everybody knows a barrel is the hardest kind of hit ball, perfect angle, perfect, you know, speed. Um, he has made more outs on barrels Every single season for the last five seasons, every (laughs) single season, that guy hits more hard hit balls into outs than any player in baseball. If that's not a podcast player, I don't know what
1: is. That's pretty good. I mean, just (laughs) as a as a stat to follow, that's a great stat to follow. Um, I want to throw a wild card out there, which is which is. Uh, Minnesota Twin catcher Williams Astadio, <laughs> Okay. who is he's 29 years old. Uh, I saw him play for the first time yesterday in the in the Red Sox Twins game. He hit a ball too short. Again, it was snow. It was literally snowing in the game, and so the defense was not uh, you know at its normal level. And Xander Bogarts made a high throw, and Astadio slid under Bobby Dalbeck's tag, feet first, and was safe. And he is listed at five nine two twenty five. Which makes think, him what? I think he's actually four nine three twenty-five. <laughs> based on my based on my my observation. Uh he has a he has a Bartolo cologne. He's Venezuelan and he has a Bartolo cologney kind of look about him. Yes. He his head is a slab of granite uh that was that was um like like fused onto his neck it's amazing uh it is it is wonderful and he has a wonderful mullet he's just a he's all around like a, a delight to watch uh so he he i don't know what stat we could follow with him i don't even know if he's a starter i don't think he he's is. not
2: he's he's not he's he's more the backup but he also is a he is he's he's a catcher third baseman and first baseman which i love um yeah. he'll play anywhere. Uh he he moves around at 4 foot 9, 325. Um <laughs> and uh what a joy. What a joy. That he is excellent. All right, so I think those are those are four excellent nominees. We'll probably put this up uh, as a poll uh for people to determine who they think the official podcast player should be. I I Boy, your mean is going to be a tough one to beat. It's going
1: to be hard to beat your mean. It's going to be hard to beat your
2: mean. I think he's, you know, but also you can, you can, you don't have to vote for one of ours. You can nominate. And it's possible we're not going to pick any of those four or any of your nominations. We don't, that's right. That's how how things work.
1: (laughs) I mean, talk about too good, uh, but Byron Buxton's start is another thing we should mention briefly.
2: Well, there's two things I want to say before I give you this breaking news. One is Byron Buxton's start is uh, I can't, there are very few things that have made me as happy as as this start. He is, he's he's absolutely, you know, I mean, I'll look at his latest numbers. He gets two hits every day. So yeah, he, 469, five twenty eight. He's slugging 1094. This is obviously throwing nine games, but he's hitting 469 with five home runs in nine games. And yeah. the thing that's so wonderful about it yeah, uh, I mean, there's so much wonderful about it. Is yeah, this is what we thought he was, right? This is like like yes, I, it this is the guy. Yes, a hundred percent.
1: We've been waiting for this version. Look, he's always had the speed. He's always had the defense, and and there have been these flashes. Ugh. You know, a couple of years ago, he yes. had 30 doubles, uh, and and he, you know, he had he had 20 stolen bases. He had the yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing second half but this is i mean this is a guy that i mean this guy won't this won't stay where it is these numbers no, won't stay no, he's not going to get 500 probably no but it is he is one of those guys it's like a where when they're going well it's just like it's it's Kevin Durant it's like you're unstoppable you can't get these guys out it's so fun to watch and so that we might maybe we can create a separate category for just Byron we should have a new segment it's Byron Buxton appreciation There's
2: all right a- <laughs> we're having a Byron Buxton appreciation we're gonna have David Van Campen uh do the music I'm sure right. David is listening to this and we'll probably have it by next time uh oh he's it's so fun. It's so fun when he's playing well and
1: It's the best. And He's a, he's a, he it's is he's, he's he's basically he's like Mookie. He's just this like Yeah, he's Mookie. U- he's he's an Uber athlete who just <laughs> does who does everything well uh when he's and like last night he had he hit a ball up the middle the Red Sox had him position perfectly and he was a hard hit grounder but the ball hit the second base bag and skipped into center field and i was like maybe this is a sign that it's finally all coming together for oh. him like maybe he's just getting lucky in the way the great players get lucky yes. like that oh, uh, so it. yeah yeah love byron it. buxton appreciation uh, i would love it if that in in a perfect world that segment we do that segment every week every because week. hopefully that means his season has gone the way we Love want it. it to go.
2: Love it. Love it. All, All right, what's your like, breaking news? Well, before I get the breaking news, the one other point I want to make and then we're going on to breaking news and then it's draft time. Um is uh, I I'm sure this is true. I have never seen so many routine ground balls to shortstop be get beaten out by by as I've seen this it's year. It's incredible. Right? I mean, this is yes. this is something new, right?
1: Yeah, I think um there are there is a class of player in the league now whose uh primary skill or maybe like this their second best skill is just foot speed. Yes. And it's like and and, and it's also guys like Otani like who beat Otani. out a grounder to, yes. to short the other day where you just like, well that guy's he's like 6'4" Two fifty. I don't have to worry about him beating this ball out because, and then it's like, oh no, he's a Robocop. He's he's a machine, and he just beat it out like pretty easily, pretty easily. A, like it
2: wasn't close. It was not no. that close. I'm telling you, I've seen it five times this year, seven times yeah. this year, where really, truly, not not just routine, but like fairly hard hit ground balls to mm-hmm. shortstop, and they throw, and again, it's like they beat it to the point where like the first base isn't even arguing. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that guy beat that.
1: Yeah, yeah. he got it. Yeah. Acuna has done it. Um, Otani did it. Who are the other guys who have done I'm it? I'm trying to I can't think. I, I,
2: it seems like I just see it and it's just like, what is happening here? Somebody did it against the mats, right? W- yeah. Was it Acuna that did it against, it, uh, against the It, it might've
1: been also, Acu- the, the other thing is how many guys have scored, uh, by tagging up from third on infield <laughs> pop-ups, it's that's happened at least twice this year. Acuna did it again the other day. Acuna had a triple, uh, and then came home. Uh, now, granted, on that one, the ball was sort of like the, the the shortstop or second baseman, whoever was playing that position in the shift, was backing up towards yes. center yes. when he caught the ball. But like Still. Acuna just uh, Acuna is not gonna. He's if the ball is literally. Past the outfield dirt, he's tagging up, and he doesn't care. <laughs> You're right. And he's gonna be safe. Like I, he is a that that might be the the real story of the year. Might be okay. This is this is Acuna's true coming out party. I know he was a star last year, but it was only right. 60 no, games. But-, but this, I think we what we might see this year is like, oh, the MVP the MVPs of the leagues might shift from. To, to guys who were 22 or 23 or whatever like that might happen this year might might be Trout's yeah. trout trout's reign of terror might be over in the american well League too, i mean that's what, what brandon
2: happens. brandon tweeted that out right brandon tweeted out that uh, that acuña is now on planet trout and and uh, yeah. it's what's what we're seeing what a player what a what a what a force all
1: right today's episode is sponsored by the nba and their quest to advance the game of basketball grow the community and impact culture The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of the 75th anniversary season. That's Game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond. From iconic plays in arenas to the impact players have in communities, that's the NBA, that's Game. It's like Game 5 of the NBA Finals where I was lucky enough to be there, Bucks suns in Milwaukee. I'm sitting kitty-corner from Giannis Antetokounmpo as he rises up for that incredible alley-oop. Drew Holiday having stolen the ball from Devin Booker on the other side, found Giannis in transition. Incredible stuff. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game.
0: Ready to take a trip? Hear about all the must-see places with Thrillist's new series, Get Out of Town. Brought to you by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. Go from the East Coast to the West and everywhere in between. Like the best spot to grab a drink on the San Antonio Riverwalk. There's a million reasons to get out of town. The only hard part is choosing where to go first. Listen to Get Out of Town with Thrillist everywhere you get podcasts. Brought to you by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card.
2: Breaking news. Here you go. It's it's uh, it's time for uh, uh, checking in on the Cleveland Browns. Let's check in. Uh, because we just got word from our own producer, uh Marissa, who I'm sure didn't break this news herself, but maybe she did. You don't know. Uh the Browns are signing free agent pass rusher, uh, Jed Vion Clowney to a one year wow. deal.
1: Wow. A- wow.
2: After he passed his physical. That's a big deal.
1: Now let me ask you something because I don't Jadavian Clowney uh, is responsible for the single greatest defensive play in the history of football. I've never seen
2: football. it. I ne- there's nothing nothing comes like they'll show similar plays and I'm like no the, the thing it's a he play, did at South it's Carolina. It's a play that
1: yeah. y- you, can, you can watch it a hundred times in a row and you still don't understand what happened. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, he It was against my beloved Michigan Wolverines. Yes. And he charged through the line on a handoff and hit the running back essentially at the moment the ball was handed to the running yes. back, which I don't know how that, first of all, I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> given given the limitations of movement, physics, space, and time. That's right. And he hit the guy so hard his helmet flew off. <laughs>
2: his helmet flew off. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, it wasn't like they're like, oh, what a collision! That wasn't a collision. Like no. if if like if you have a semi truck hitting like you know like a
1: watermelon, right? If a semi truck hits a watermelon, you don't call it a collision. you don't
2: call it a collision. <laughs> it yeah. was like what? And they were about the same size. I mean, I mean obviously, he was a little bigger, but it wasn't like like what what happened? And yeah. to me, it was like, okay, that guy's the greatest defensive player ever, and I guess his. You know his NFL career has been a little bit checkered. I mean, he's had some some really good you know stuff and and some other, but it's like, how do you get that play out of your mind?
1: You never. Yeah, do. I, I think that play basically earned him like a hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> over the course of his career. Uh, but uh, but that's this is good news for the Browns because the yes. Browns were already you would have to say after last year a leading contender to come out of the AFC, wouldn't you yeah. say? Like they're in the top three. Uh, I- teams like i mean the, st- the steelers me, I, are the steelers I, yes. are falling apart like yes. they're they're so you have to think they're they're favorites to win their division and who else is you know who else is uh the chiefs uh obviously are in the mix they they always will be as long as mahomes is their quarterback but right. you add a you add like another pass rushing piece to that defensive line like suddenly you're like man they've and OBJ is back, yeah. which I think will be good. Although they weirdly played better without him. Better without
2: him, without him but he was hurt. I, you know, I still, I'm still a believer. I'm just imagining Clowny next to Miles Garrett. I mean, my, gosh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Who do
1: you block and how? But is it is it Max protect every play? Like, what do you do? So, I mean, this is big. This, I mean, this it's is a big uh, breaking news story that we're giving you. Deal. You know
2: what? Two forty nine a month. I mean a, a year. That's
1: right. We're going to two forty nine a year. If we're gonna give you so breaking
2: if, news like this that you can't get anywhere except for everywhere that you've already seen this by the time you hear it, uh, we gotta go up in price.
1: Sixty two fifty a month and then a couple months, <laughs> one month of sixty two forty nine. <laughs> I think we could
2: don't you get if you if, if buy, you know, eleven months the twelve month free, maybe?
1: No, no, sorry. I'm not going to do that. You you know what you're getting. You're getting your you're money. You're
2: it. All right. It's time for our draft. We are drafting. And look, I think this is obvious. In in fact, it's a little bit cliche at this point, don't you think, to draft what we're drafting?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a little a embarrassing. A little embarrassing. We point. can't, it's, can't it's, believe it's, we haven't already expected. done
2: it because everybody's done this draft. We are drafting the um, uh, abbreviations of teams that you see in the standings and uh, in the scoreboard when you're watching a game, right? That's it. Like, so
1: yeah, you, or if you look at like the ESPN, right. you know, scoreboard, like the three-letter three or two-letter abbreviations for I think it's got to be
2: three team. letters. I think to be to be okay. Right? Interesting. Yeah. No, because that because <laughs> that's the one that you, I mean. I guess that they do. But like if you're if you go to baseball reference, they're all three letters, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. let's go with the three-letter. But we're going all sports, uh, which I which I love. And uh again, you know, look, I know you guys have already done this at home, so. Uh, if you'll bear with us, we just we've never done this, so let's let's go ahead and do it. And you have the first pick.
1: My first pick is a little bit uh, unexpected. I'm going to say, um, my first pick is PHX Ooh. for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I don't know why, but when I look at the NBA scoreboard, I just love seeing <laughs> PHX. I just love it. I don't. I I have no explanation for it. I, I mean it, I, obviously the X is cool it's cool to end in an X, the X is cool. my 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 son's middle name is Xavier in part because I just thought it would be cool to have an X as a middle initial <laughs> um, but pHX I think it's also maybe colored by the fact that the suns are really fun to watch this year and they're really good and so like I've I've been watching a lot of suns games I don't know what it is. I, I have no explanation for it. I just really love PHX. I love the way it looks.
2: You know what? I like PHX too, and it's interesting. It's not the X because literally the worst three letter. I'm just going to tell you what it is. I mean, it's on your board. I'm sorry. You're gonna you're I'm gonna, you're gonna embarrass yourself. The worst three letter is JAX for Jacksonville.
1: Oh, terrible! 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 terrible.
2: Absolutely horrendous. Uh, yeah. So it's not the X. It's it's that combination of the way the P and the H go off the X. I look, I love it. I think that's a great pick. It's a great pick. All right. Uh, with my first pick, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to I'm I'm definitely going to go to uh, to baseball because I think that's where we we need to be. And uh, I I kind of have to admit that I have I've just become I don't know. I really like CHC for the Cubs. I I don't know why it exactly. Uh, I like that. First of all, I like the separation of CHC versus CHW. I don't think CHW is that great, but CHC like <laughs> feels, I don't know. It feels kind of cool. And, and, and you could see that uh, I see it and I'm like, Oh, there we go. The, the Cubs are playing. This is, this is, this is cool. I, I don't know. I'm going to go with CHC as my first pick.
1: It's a good pick. It, it's there's a couple of things about it. It's palindromic, yes, which is always always fun. fun. Also, it's cool when there's a city with two teams, so they ha- so the third initial can't yes. be, can't be I because you wouldn't know. So and and in this case, the the letter of the nickname makes it palindromic. So there's something kind of holistic and cool about yep. it. Like and you're right. That's why C H uh, uh, W whatever the white, W isn't as cool because it's like. Uh, what is that you don't you don't immediately understand what chw is you have to think about it for that's a second right. but but chc you don't you're like oh that's a chicago cup yep. i get it uh yeah it's a good pick it, it was on my board so um, okay. i can't i can't find fault excellent um okay my second my second pick is uh, is uh is multi-sport which is S E. oh it was for my seattle second pick. dang it yeah dang yeah it. And, and it's I th- a word I think that's why it's a word but it also is a word that evokes the region, yes, right? Because yes. you when you think of Seattle, you think of water, you think of the ocean, you think of the coastline. So it's this crazy thing where like it it is a an abbreviation that is both the name of the city and it's a word and it is like a word that is uh, uh represents the city and the region that it is talking about. So it really is a sort of miracle of a three uh, Three-letter representation of a place.
2: It's so good. It's it's just it's that was my next pick. That was I I can't. I mean, there's (laughs) nothing I can say. I mean, that's just it's it's a word that it that evokes things, and you just see it. It just there's something just lovely about the way that 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 looks. It's just yeah, it's a great pick.
1: You picture it makes you picture that sort of blue green uh, color scheme of the teams. You know, I don't because it's like it it really it feels just perfect for the for the it's, city
2: it's 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 great it's great all right um with my second pick i'm going to go with another word i don't know that i'm uh i'm just going to go with it i'm going to take nor for the saints um i like that it's you know that they just go n you know for the new and then or for orleans i think that's great i think new orleans is just a wonderful name and a wonderful city. And I just, every time I see, uh, anything about new Orleans, it makes me very happy. I, I, have spent many wonderful times in, in the city. It's, it's great. There, I, it's funny, even though the saints have been really good for like quite a long time. Now I still picture like the classic God, Archie Manning, terrible saints, whenever I really think about them and that, and that uniform. And, and that makes me smile. And it's the word nor I like, I like these that have that are actually their own word. And, uh, so I, I'm going to go with new Orleans with my, with my second pick.
1: You also missed like what I think is the best reason that it's a good one, which is that the famous drawl, the, the regional drawl <laughs> of the way people you're pronounce right. the city is Norland. Right. So it, it actually like, it's the beginning of the way you actually pronounce the word if you're a local. Yes. So that's, that's like a bonus. Um, yeah, yeah that's right. a good one. Um, uh, my third pick is, uh, T E X for Texas for the Rangers. Um, it, first of all, because Tex is an, a famous <laughs> nickname for a lot of people who are from Texas, <laughs> which I think is cool. Also, it's got the X involved. It, it is, it is one of those ones where like you, when you see it, you, again, you don't, your brain instantly knows what that yes. is. Like, a, it's, it's a, it's, it feels like it's appropriate in a certain uh, sort of almost inexplicable way for, I know obviously just the first three letters of the state. I get it. But it also just, Tex is like a, it's just a, it's a, it's a perfect three letter nickname for the, for the, in this case, the state. Uh, and I just love, I love the way. It looks. I love it. So no, text. I
2: mean, like you're, you're watching the game and you're like, Hey, there's, it's Tex. That's it. It's Tex, you know, that's, <laughs> I love it. No, it's a, it's a great pick and it does have the X. It works, you know, some X's work. Jacksonville mm-hmm. stop it just stop
0: no I mean, Jacksonville I
1: that that stinks Jacksonville <laughs> have have the courage of your convictions JAC, JAC right,
2: that's who you right. are that's who you are you're yeah, not that's Jacks. who
1: you are you stink and you're <laughs> JAC
2: <laughs> my my third pick is I think a fairly obvious one good really good value uh at the third pick and that's OKC. I mean look that's what they call themselves I mean they're they're so proud of that particular uh abbreviation they don't even you never even hear them called Oklahoma City. They're OKC. That's what they are. And so uh whenever an abbreviation can take over and become uh, a major part of of your own uh identity. Yeah, very good. Very good abbreviation.
1: OKC is the best in stadium chant. Yes. of for any team, right? When that when the Thunder fans are chanting OKC OKC, it's just it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And so it yeah, it it is like you're right. It's they basically that is the name of their team. Essentially. <laughs> it's OKC. It's like, no one calls them the Thunder. It's OKC. Yeah, that's yeah. that it's the rare three letter abbreviation that becomes more associated with the team than the actual name of the team. Yeah. You gotta give yeah, it up. Yeah, give it up. Um uh all right, my fourth pick, I'm gonna choose Pitt. Ooh, pit. Ooh. P I T for yeah. And and I, first of all, because so Pittsburgh's whole thing, right, is like We're a blue collar steel town. We're tough. We're like we're we're gritty, you know, we're work working class guys and we fight in the trenches and we're like blah 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 blah. And I don't buy most (laughs) of it, frankly, but pit does evoke that kind of attitude, right? Like the word pit is like we're the we're like the guts, we're the pit, we're the core of this of this whole league, you know. Uh and it and it all oh, and the the uh, Patriot steeler rivalry, which frankly wasn't much of a rivalry cuz the the Patriots always won, but yes. that when I saw like next week nwe PIT, like I was like, "Oh, this is going to be rough." <laughs> like this is this is like Joey Harrison and you know like like screaming yeah, at Tom um, Brady. Like you just knew somebody. there was yeah. Damn, someone was gonna to try to hurt you. Yeah, uh, I just think it's a good. Um, it's a. It's one of the ones that's a word that where the word is actually relevant to the city and to the franchise. Oh yeah,
2: no look, Pitt is. As a guy, you know, as a Klee guy, uh, Pitt is. It was, Klee stinks, it's a terrible. Way, right? No, Can I you... would never pick it. It's <laughs> terrible. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. And CLV is not better. So it's the city has a has a real identity crisis when it comes to three letter three letter abbreviations. <laughs> uh, but Pitt is is what they are. All right, with my my fourth pick, uh, I am taking Buff uh, for Buffalo. Uh, Buff is look, it's it's. They're buff. I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it sounds wonderful. It's buff. It just has a great ring to it. Uh, it's it's you know it's obvious uh, and you know they they that's that is you see buff on your screen you know you are about to watch a game where there's going to be twelve feet of snow and and it's, it's yeah. going to be just just wonderful. Now they're good again, which is really fun. So yeah, buff is my uh, my fourth pick.
1: It's also good because <clears throat> there is only one sport that has a buff. Well, right?
2: hockey has a buff <coughs> as well.
1: Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Oh, sorry, yeah. So, but, but, like, generally speaking, you're thinking about because the I don't bills. follow. Yes. Hockey, you're thinking about the yeah. Bills, yeah. Like, it is, it's evocative of of the Bills and of the city. Um, and for for a similar reason, my fifth pick is way off the board. Okay. I mean, this is a crazy reach. I'm going CGY for the Calgary. Oh, Springs. I love
2: it. I was looking at hockey CGY. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I think it's just because obviously that's the only Calgary you're going to find in 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 major sports but every time I'm looking at at like the when I happen to see the hockey scoreboard and I see CGY I'm like oh yeah there's a team in Calgary like it just delights me and and it's such an odd combination of letters you never see How many words do you think there are in the English language that have C G and Y in them, like not continuously, but like that's just a rare combination of letters, right? It's like I almost picked A T L because I love it. I think A T L is pretty good for Atlanta, Uh, and I like the way the jerseys look uh, when they have A T L on them and stuff. But C G Y is just like that is that's weird. There's something (laughs) weird going on there. Uh, So that I'm going, I'm going that over. My other picks, by the way, just so you know, my other picks were BKN. I think is pretty good for the Nets. Yes. And 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 then I was going to pick BOS just because I have grown up caring about every single thing that has BOS. Yes, well, of course.
2: Yeah. And, and BOS is yeah. pretty good, by the way. BOS, BOS isn't is bad. Good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But CGY is just weird and fun.
2: Well, I love CGY. I love certain hockey ones where, at least as an American, it takes you a second to figure out what city is that? Wait, what? What is WPG? What is that? Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg. (laughs) Winnipeg. I forgot.
1: EDM. Oh, yeah. Edmonton. Edmonton. (laughs)
2: Edmonton. That's awesome. All right. And so my fifth pick I am going to take. And look, I I do not like doing this uh, because I am not. Uh, Oh, Oh, I'm not going with NYY. I'm not doing that, but thank God I'm not doing that, but I am going with the next sort of worst thing in some ways. I'm going with STL. Look, it's, it's, I see it. I know I'm I'm watching the Cardinals. I just, I see it. It evokes Cardinal baseball to me. It evokes the red. It evokes the fans. It evokes the greatest, you know, fans and baseball thing. It evokes all of the stuff that's good and bad and wonderful and terrible about that team. STL has it and I, I think STL is a little better than ATL actually
1: it's also cool that T isn't then isn't the next sound after that's right the s right so like ATL it's like Atlanta right. it it tracks but STL like is taking the abbreviation of Saint and then making that into the first two letters which is cool, it's cool. like that's a cool it is it's a cool move it's yeah a, uh, no, i know i i think it's that's a good it's thing. a good
2: one. i like kcr by the way for for Kansas City i just don't think it's evocative enough um uh, to be honest and uh, by the way the worst one i i said Jax is the worst one and they are but any vegas one is terrible
1: yeah, those are All bad. Of
2: them. LVR for the Raiders and and just Veg for, for hockey and no terrible. Uh, just well the terrible.
1: the worst one currently is is WFT for Washington football team, which is really funny. <laughs> it's a it it, makes I me almost took that just time. for I it almost took that just laugh. for fun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good. All right, we got three minutes left for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. We're gonna do this. We're getting this thing in seventy five minutes. This is absolutely amazing.
0: It's one last meaningless thing. This meaningless thing we talk about sports and we draft things we know like how beaches are terrible places to go no hot fruit for michael no diet coke for joe the podcast whoa it's one last wall. By the
2: way, we're talking about 75 minutes of talk time. We are not counting the music uh, time mm, or the commercials. Gotcha. That's not That's not our deal. Good,
1: good to know. <laughs> good
2: to know. Just for, for, those, for those people who want the inside scoop. All right. My one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing is, uh, so you know, in texts, uh, when you get a text, they have this wonderful thing now, this tap back, right, where you can just Respond to the text with, you know, a thumbs up or a heart or, or, or a exclamation point, which I think is fabulous. Fabulous. I I think it is, Mm -hmm. it is, it is so simplified my texting game. It's just, I, I think 90% of texts require only some sort of tap back in my view, Mm -hmm. But, but I will say this, but I will say this. My daughter, my younger daughter now we're talking about totally overuses the heart tap back like every (laughs) single text that i send or i am on some thread with her basically like pick you up at four heart you know like like every every single thing It just i'm sorry the heart has to be reserved for big moments doesn't it
1: so what do you want her to do thumbs Thumbs up. up instead
2: thumbs up is the is the is the ubiquitous universal like pick you up at four gets a thumbs up I got a 97 on the test. That might get a heart, maybe. Sure. Right. But sure. I'm. Don't you feel like that that you can overuse some of the some of the more exotic of the tapbacks?
1: Well, I had a I had a different one last meeting. This thing, but I'm going to stay on this topic yes. because I have a pet peeve with the tapbacks, which is nothing is more irritating than seeing that you have unread texts or emails, (laughs) that little circle that says like 27 or whatever, it just reminds you that you are behind and that you have all this stuff you have to deal with. And the problem with the tapbacks is that they register as texts. So you see you've got 17 unread texts and then you look and it's just (laughs) five people on a thread, each responding with three different thumbs up or hearts or exclamation points. and it, it's there's a difference there has to be a difference between an actual text that has information in it and just a ha ha or whatever yes. and i don't i don't know what the answer is because i do understand that you want the the computer wants you to know that someone has responded to you in some way but i but i think it's lame that it gets the same notification level as an actual text with words in it. And I and I think that they, they got to sort this out. Ooh, they got to like figure out a new, right. they, gotta, they need a new thing that just says like, maybe there's like a response, a respondents category or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it, I just, I hate it because I'm on some giant group threads with you know, 12, 15, 20 people. And you see that you'll have 87 unread texts, but they're not actual, there's no information. It's just people saying, "haha" exclamation point, heart, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. Like that You're stinks. Right. I hate that. Yeah.
2: You're right. There should be a special thing that you don't get buzzed for tap backs and you don't, right. it doesn't open yes. up the thing. It basically where it'll tell you, Uh, yeah, some people responded, but there's no new information in, well,
1: I've had to mute. I've had to like silence the responses on a bunch of these group threads because your phone just never stops buzzing. If someone posts something that's fun or cool or like, Hey, look at this funny tweet or whatever you get 70 tap backs or responses that and you think oh my god something crazy is happening like you think like so there's a there's been an earthquake or you have to like and it's just no it's ha 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 ha, yeah, ha, ha, ha. ha. like thumbs
2: and, up thumbs down heart yeah all right look again uh, three nineteen a, a year, I think, at this point. Yeah, I mean, look we're going to three nineteen. Well, it's we have it, to. It,
1: again, you. Ca- we know what we're giving people, and we know <laughs> what it's worth. This is a free market economy, and we're going to charge what we think we're you worth. You
2: tell me where you're going to get this kind of tap back information. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. All right, we did tell it. Seventy five minutes. Your,
1: you're going to get your mean Mercedes talk, <laughs> and and also Byron Buxton talk, and also fruit talk, and also. Uh, commentary on our digital. Age. I
2: mean, come on. I, I mean, what, what more do you want? I think three nineteen uh. is fine. All right, uh, <laughs> there we go. But we did it. Seventy-five minutes. I'm cutting it off right now. Mike, as always, thank you.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does this sound familiar?